Now, our special guest each and every week here in the studio, there's um, been this ongoing myth that in your early to mid-twenties, you're only prime dating years then. But I don't actually think that's the case, is it, Melissa? That's not really fine, is it? I mean, you know, later stages, you're sort of more mature, aren't you? You go out and you want to find out more things from the... Um, partner of, of maturity, your maturity in dating certainly helps. Yes, you bet it does, <laughs> especially on the rise uh, of online dating at the moment. Online dating is on the rise. People can actually start dating at any age, but it uh, can be quite difficult, and it's not always easy to have a wingman, is it? When you're in your later stages, so we thought we'd get the wonderful Denny Jones from the School of Attraction back into the studio to give us some tips and answer all your calls here. Thirteen twelve eighty three. Denny, how are you doing, man? I'm, I'm doing very well. That's good to hear. You Welcome know. to the show, Denny. It's a pleasure to be back. We love having you on. So, Denny, what advantages do you think a man has if he's dating in his thirties, forties, and fifties over a younger guy? Yeah. I, th- I think you know during your early twenties, and you're just really discovering who you're, who you are as a, as a man. Anyway, you know it's a it's a lot of uh, uh, emotion uh, attached to being in those years. You tend to do uh, much riskier things. You tend to not really be considering the future, or you know the opposite re- sex. You know, I just. And I don't know about you, David, but um, back in my early 20s, I look back and go, Jesus Christ, I can't believe I did half of those things, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, me too. Yeah. And, I can't, and I can't even believe that a woman would look at me twice during those activities. So I'm just like, yeah. yeah like, and uh, I wouldn't, what is it? There, there? I wouldn't trust a girl who knew about this place. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a great line in yeah. the song. Would never have, I uh, would never be part of a club that would have me as a member, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 And that's what it felt. That's what it felt like. I'm ready respect you know and i think um once you get into your 30s you are far more stable as as a man mm-hmm. you know what you stand for um you've been through the trials and tribulations of figuring out who you are yep and of course you have an amazing uh repertoire of experience to grab onto well you've learned you've learned what partners don't like by then too haven't you and also yourself absolutely yeah yeah and that self-awareness brings a whole host of um, good things to what you're projecting out in the world. You're not really um, going for things that you don't want anymore. You've learned a few more lessons. Yep. Yeah. You have. You've learned a lot by then. So do you feel men are starting to feel insecure as they age? Things like dad bods, man boobs, wrinkles, beer belly? Um, I don't I don't think so. Personally, uh, not at all. I've, I've been rocking the dad bod since I was 17. So... Um, <laughs> I think that's been always been an amazingly beautiful thing anyway. <laughs> but yes, look, it's it's one of those things especially for the guys who have been in relationships since their, you know, late teens, early 20s, and that's all I know and it's fallen apart. Now, I wouldn't say fallen apart, it's not working out anymore and they've mm. been thrusted back into the single world. Yep. Um yeah, of course, that insecurity is going to come back in because the the last time you yeah. were, uh, you know, an active, virile man in the dating world was when you were, you know, very, very young. So you associate um, your, your, I don't know, your confidence in, in the dating world to that age. And so that's what we think, you know. But do you think, Denny, as you get older, because you've, what, of what you've experienced, that stuff doesn't matter so much around your body? It's like you've learnt what confidence really does mean. It's something very, very different when you're older compared to where you're younger. Do you think? Yeah, and it's deeper than that, you know. Yeah. Um, 
you just tend to flounder a little bit more during those 20s, these years of the 20s. Yes. And actually, I've got some numbers here to verify these these claims that older men are doing doing much better than younger men in the dating world. Now, at School of Attraction, we uh, obviously have been around the block when it comes to taking men out, and we've done a little bit of research ourselves. So... um, what we've got here is age, men aged 30 to 40 are the most successful. Right. 30 to 40. 30 and in a very close second, 40 to 45. Really? Yeah. Then third, 25 to 30. Fourth, 45 to 50. And then lucky last, anyone under the age of 25. Right. So there you go. And so, did you mention over fifty-year-olds there, Denny? Yeah. No, I didn't. But Up I can imagine. 50, yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine um, <laughs> that they'd be fantastic okay. as well. Yeah. I think there's a lot of fifty-year-olds these days getting uh, injections in God knows where, looking much younger than they <laughs> used to. Well, it's all about look at me, look at me. These yeah, days, that's isn't it? Right. It's yeah. the Instagram era, isn't yeah, it? Instagram. That's right. Facebook. It's everybody's there. Is, but everyone's got the Valencian filter, so we're much younger than we used to be too. <laughs> oh, we love Photoshop. Absolutely. We I know. I run do. around looking for photos of people that have used those filters. Jamie, our producer, did one last week and it's gone apparently. But gee, I looked great. <laughs> We've got some callers online. Matt from Wallara. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Good. Thanks. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Hi, Matt. I uh, just wanted. To, I love the show, guys. Uh, Denny, I love listening to you every week. Cheers, mate. Uh, I just want to sort of talk about uh, the Tinder age and you know online dating apps. There's sort of a big swing to everyone using those now, and I, I feel like the art of uh, speaking to someone, you know, in the street or if you're at the supermarket or something, um, just being courteous about it, um, I think that's getting lost in our society. It Do you have any tips to, 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 like, talk to someone or to, you know, make it known that you like someone without being too rude or too over the top? So is this someone you've never met before? This would be someone I've never met before or someone you've, you know, sort of struck up a conversation at a concert or, you know, it could be in the library or whatever it may be. Well, yeah, we're actually quite lucky that in this day and age, because we do expect to only find love in on our phone, um, that sort of... No. <laughs> or on the phone line as it used to be. Anyway, um, <laughs> like making that coincidence or that, that happy romance or the beginning of that in the street or meeting that person at a bar or concert or whatever that is, is um, and I feel like it's going away somewhere. Like I totally agree with you. So when it does happen... Um, that is, it's far more important. It's, it has much more influence and, and impact on the, the person you're talking to. So I don't know whether it's men or women that you're interested in, but I have to say approaching someone in the street nine times out of ten is much better than a match on any dating site. I think attraction is, is so much more powerful in person because um, you don't fall in love with a photo. You fall in love with someone's energy, the way they talk to you, um, their body language. Just so much more information is happening face-to-face than can ever happen on a, on a dating app. Great. Thanks. Man. Good on you, Matt. Thank you for your call tonight. Thanks for your call. 13 12 83, the telephone number. If you've got a question for Denny, Denny, the uh, love coach, he's here right now. All right, we're going to talk about wingmen in a few mm, moments' nice. time, too. I thought it was a very 80s thing, but it's still around, is it? No, it's a definitely it's, still, it's yeah. definitely um, very much part of the curriculum and, and the language. Yeah. Well, blokes do it, don't they? Well, Jody we- is online. She's got a question for you before we go to that. Oh, Hi, right. Jody, how are you doing? Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you. How can we help you, Hi, Jodie. Good, good. Um, 
Yeah, I'm just calling because I've been probably dating now for about the last four years. Um, I was in three quite serious relationships before that. I'm uh, 32 now. So there's been a lot of sort of damage in the past and stuff like that and um, a lot of insecurities and trust issues, I guess, that have arisen from there. Um, And before I kind of always felt like I needed to be in a relationship and now I'm a lot more independent and very particular about who I let into my life. But as a result, I'm finding that um, I guess I'm maybe a little bit too picky and I'm not willing to let people in and... I am really, really happy on my own, but I guess I don't want to be alone forever. (laughs) I'm sure this is um, a problem that a lot of people around my age, um, sort of similar age, do face as well um, after they've been through a lot of stuff. So I just wondered if you had any advice around that and how you think I should approach the dating scene. Okay, so have you been approaching the dating scene through, um, like you said, you were, you've been dating in the past and you've gone through a few relationships. Um, are you saying that you've been through a few of these relationships through online dating or has it been just, you know, coincidental meetups? Um, the relationships when I, was, when I was younger were back home in the UK and they, they were all kind of friends of friends, to be honest, the long-term ones. Mm. Um, either close friends or friends of friends. Um, the dating that I've been doing since then has been from a variety of different Right, places. okay. Um, a couple of the dating apps that people do tend to use these days and a couple through friends of friends, but just so, nothing remotely successful at all. So, Jodie, it's Melissa here. I'm just wondering, when you are saying that you've become a bit picky... What do you mean by that? Do you do you mean you're being more careful with who has your heart? Yeah, and I think um, sort of the tick list of what I want from a relationship, if I was to sacrifice my independence, has grown a lot. And as a result, I sort of expect more and I'm just getting disappointed because I'm not finding anything that sort of... Um, has anything come close to any relationship I've had in the past, let alone anything else? So it's a bit disheartening, especially after all this time. Well, I don't know what you think, Denny, but I think that that sounds like a good idea to be being very, care- <laughs> very careful while navigating in, in dating. It sounds like it's that nothing has really fit for you, Jody. Had some good relationships in the past. It sounds in the past. It sounds like a very wise decision to me. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's one of those things where you, I think where people go uh, wrong in dating is they don't set clear boundaries for themselves, you know, and they tend to get hurt and hurt time and time again. You've clearly got those now. So I think it's it's great that you're respecting those. Um, um, but just don't let it be, when you say be picky, like give people the chance still. Mm. Um, still yeah. um, be optimistic about that initial um, encounter. Be optimistic about how if the first few dates could go despite your first um, interaction with with that person, um, whether that be online or well, obviously online, you have to be far more pickier. I think mm, oh, um, oh, yes. online yeah, is yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a mixed bag, isn't it? Yeah. And often, you know, you don't like what you pull out. You know, that bag. Mm. Um, yeah. It's a bit of a surprise. Yeah, but yes, yeah, in face to face, you can you can sort of ride off gut a bit more, can't mm. you? Um, and I think um, allowing that to happen. Um, and just being, as I said, optimistic within those first few interactions is great. But again, you know, then you really start to find out who that person is and whether or not that's a right fit. You know, so you at least give it that time at the beginning. Otherwise, you don't know really what you're chalking off the board. Yeah. 
And Jodie, just pa- one little red flag that I'm hearing when you're talking is that you've mentioned a lot that you are very, very independent, which is great. But just probably be mindful of when you are dating how much that's getting played out that you may be too independent. Just something for you to consider. Um, and if you do like someone, I guess let them know that you do like them because if you are very independent, they may pick that up. And so just, just be aware of that. Yeah, I understand that. I see what you're saying. Mm. That was really helpful. Thank you. Oh, that's good, Jody. Thank you for making that phone call. All right. Good night. Thank, thank you. Good Let's night. start the conversation, everybody. Thirteen, twelve, eighty-three. If you have questions right now, can I tell you? Uh, uh, oh, oh, got to be careful. Uh, family member, uh, very smart. She's very smart, and she said to me one time uh, about a couple of years ago that she plays dumb to be able to find the right sort of partner from time to time. And I said, no, you don't do that. And since that she's really been herself, she's found the perfect match. So you can't play dumb. You've got to still remain... Relationship coach David Pryor. Yeah, I like this. I I like Where have you you written this down and can I read more on this topic? (laughs) Friends can be a good barometer, can't they? Family and friends, they can be a barometer to how things are going with your relationship, can't they? Of course. Yeah. Of course. Perspective is everything. Very, very good advice. Yeah, you have to trust them, don't you? You have to. But also as well, if if you're a smart female out there, there are men out there with an appetite for that sort of challenge, you know, Um, that's that confidence, you know, as much as women like it in men, a lot of men love it in women too. So you, by not being yourself in that space, I think you're really letting yourself down for a potentially great relationship. Absolutely. I agree with you. You can be only yourself, right? Exactly. Everyone else is taken. Exactly. 131283, if you have questions right now, Denny is here right now. Denny Jones, um, who is uh, from the School School of of Attraction. And also Melissa Ferrari is here each and every week with me, my mate, (laughs) here on Talking Relationships Tuesday nights, 13.12.83. If you'd like to ask us a question right now, lines are open. You're listening to Talking Relationships on Talking Lifestyle. 131283, we'd love to hear from you tonight on Open Line. If you'd like to talk relationships with us tonight, Denny's here. Melissa is here, and Rachel is calling on the open line. How are you doing, Rachel? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Yeah, pretty good. Denny? How are you doing? <laughs> good. <laughs> back again. I know. I said I recognize this voice. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought I'd call back because the age thing actually intrigues me because, you know, the guy that I was talking about last week, he is, you know, in his early 30s, and the guys that I have been going for you know, recently have been in their 30s. Um, And I find that between 30 and 31, they are still flaky. They don't really understand what they want. Mm -hmm. um, They've just got out of their relationship, you know, long-term relationships in their 20s. Yeah. And they aren't very committed or know really what they want. And then I go, you know... I'm interested in anyone who's over 32, then then ask how old I am, and then they freak out and think I'm too young. Really? And so then yeah. I just how old are like, you? Well, how old are you, Rachel? Just asking. I'm twenty. I'm 25. Okay, we won't tell anyone. No, no, it's secret <laughs> safe <laughs> with us. Just us. <laughs> just everyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening. <laughs> so 25. Yeah. 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 
So, and, you know, some people think that's young, but I am a mature 25-year-old and, I, you know, I've been in long-term relationships and I've been single for four years, so I've had my time on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, I've gone through a bit of that whole independent stage. I wasn't ready to let anyone in. Oh, um, yeah, like a last caller, I think, maybe? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, not as strong as that, but... No, no, yes. no. You know, definitely had my independence time where I didn't want to let anyone in and I was very picky. But now that I'm ready, I feel like the guys that are younger than 30, I just don't have the same values as mm. them. So We're it's not a no-go the zone path. for you now. You wanted something that's a bit more established, a bit more grounded. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess... How would I go with the guys that, you know, if I do get along with someone who's older than 32, you know, sometimes they get freaked out because they don't really want someone in their mid-20s. I think it's like, I I totally believe it's the way you act around that person. I think, um, I hate to say the cliche, age is just a number, but, you know, if you're coming across as a very mature 25 and a girl who knows what she wants, that's just going to come out in the way you act around that person and you're going to the guy's going to pick up on those vibes. Um, and I don't know. Like, I can't speak for most guys, you know, in, in their, uh, their late 30s. I'm in my early 30s. Thank God I nearly forgot there for two seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but a girl who's 25, you sound like a sweet spot age. You know, it doesn't sound like too young or too old at all. So it's someone that you could, you know, grow to, to get to know a little bit more and grow with as well. You're not um, at the age where you're not really... in wanting to get into new things, you know, I feel like your mind would still very much be open to uh, new and exciting things all the time. So, yeah, I think I think yeah. you're in a very good position. Okay. But, it, you know, it's all great to hear that and everything, but how, how would you get, I guess, a guy to be comfortable with that? Because sometimes you just put the name and, you know, the number, and it's just, they freak out. Mm, a, very, um, a very wise yeah. woman told me, um, when someone asks your age, you say to them, um, a man never, a gentleman never asks and a woman oh, never tell. Oh, and I think it's one of those things where, um, even my mother to this day, I still don't know how old she is. My own mother to this day, because really? she, she's, she's hidden it from me. Like, the, I don't know how she's done it. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how That's she's amazing. done it. Yeah, it is amazing. Be like, Mum, I'll get your wallet. And she's like, no, I know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's one of those things, you know. And at the age of 25, you sh- I'm sure you look very young anyway. So it's one of those things where you don't have to even reveal that information you can be coy and just yeah. you know just drag that along a little what bit what a good idea I think yeah. that's a good suggestion Denny yeah yeah. what yeah. do you think Rachel is, yeah no that is a, a really good idea a really good idea what, what is a man oh, doing what is a man doing anyway asking for your age it's so stupid yeah. Yeah. Oh, so many other maybe things maybe that's what could, I should tell them yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe you could say there's so many other lovely things you could ask me yeah that's right 100% <laughs> you're going to have to work better at your chat sir yes <laughs> yep. that yeah. can be the last question the- or um, hide it on Tinder that's right. You can hide it on Tinder. <laughs> That's very a lot of good. things hide on Tinder. <laughs> yes, a lot of things, don't they? Yeah. Rachel, yeah. great to hear from you tonight. Thank you for making that great. call again, okay? 
Thanks, guys. Great Have to good hear night. from you. Thank you, you. Too. Thank you. 131283, we'd love to hear from you. We were talking about uh, friends being a great barometer earlier uh, for new romantic relationships. What about your mates at the nightclubs, uh, the wingman or the wingwoman? I mean, it's it's not just about the men, is it? Uh, the women can also be good barometers if you've got a, a friend that's a girl. That's Well, that's true. I think sometimes we forget that if even if you don't, if you don't have that wingman or wingwoman and you're doing quite well in interaction with multiple people, the girls who notice that you're doing well become your wingwomen. They yes. help you. Yes. They think, wow, this guy's actually doing a really good job. I want to help these guys, yes. my single friend over here, and them have yeah. a chat and really sort of pad out the conversation. So I think a lot of men are afraid of approaching a group of girls. When in reality, the opportunity there yeah. to, to impress um, is going to get fortified by the women around that single lady. Yep, absolutely true. Absolutely true. So how how are you an on-call wingman? How does that operate for Denny Jones? Uh, well, look, originally like that was something that I did for myself. I just wanted to do a little personal blog thing. Right. Just, um, you know, because I wasn't um, affiliated with the company so much, School of Attraction. Uh-huh. So I just wanted to have some personal opinions and views on the dating scene um, without the shackles of um, another company over the top. But it kind of evolved very quickly, and I, I haven't even been able to um, rebrand myself or anything we have a phone line um, that you can call for advice, so that works as well. So, Danny, do you actually go out with oh, that's, the guys? That's or? 90% of what I do. Yeah. Right. So, is, tell is, me, is how does that work? on the ground. What do they do? They call you up and say, listen, I'm out tonight. Uh, could you come along and be my wingman? Well, the on-call wingman at first was just to get advice for guys. You know, Obviously, the lovely thing would be to get people who are going out and me to come out with them, but it just doesn't seem to work that way. But um, we do organize one-nighters and things just to get people over that initial hurdle and a taste for what we do. Right on a one-to-one um, space. So, a group of you go out. Yeah, that's right. So, um, we take three, no more than three, um, mainly because that's a good group of guys to take out with the same mentality to do these things. And then um, they're all pretty much in the same space, um, whether they're in week thirteen or week one. We try to keep them together, so all on the same page. And um, we take them out every single week for the for that full intensive three month course. Now, do you have uh, an earplug in there? No. Ask her. Well, <laughs> the stars are beautiful no, tonight. No, no, You're no. looking gorgeous. <laughs> no, nothing like that. This, this is the crazy thing because that's just giving people the answers, and that would be cheating, oh, right? Oh. Yeah. So what we what we do is we we pack them full of a whole lot of information and ways in which they can just be themselves without sabotaging themselves. Because I feel like the lines and the things that you see in movies, it's just so much cheese. Yeah, yeah. it's so much cheese, and yeah. it's and women are fantastic radars for lies Mm. yeah and Mm. if it feels like you're not being congruent with who you are and you're not really expressing yourself in a way that's natural to who you are it uh, the alarm bells are ringing they just go off and it it really that's the thing that really sinks your shit and that's where anxiety comes in a lot doesn't it denny if you're feeling anxious you really need to learn to be able to manage that and that's where you come in as well that's right we know that state management and frame is so important we know that you know that this the stress hormones are pumping through your system yeah um a lot of the guys are like why am i so exhausted 
exhausted yeah. by the end of the night. It's like, well, you approach about seven girls. That's like taking seven Red Bull shots. Yeah. 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 The adrenaline just kicks in and Full then you on. drop and then it kicks in and then it drops. It's like it's tough. It is. And it's scientifically proven that you're an idiot when these chemicals are going through your, bo- your brain. So yeah. you have to fight that. Um, and it's something that never really ever goes away. Because you can become quite flooded. That's right. Yeah. And it's something that never really goes away. And like a volume. No. Never goes away. It's like you yeah. can just turn it down. Yep. It never really actually ever goes away. But yep. that's how you know it's important. Yeah, absolutely. 131283, yeah. Janet is on the line. She wants to talk about love in retirement homes. Hi, Janet. How are you doing? Well, I'm not too bad, thank that's you. That's the way. Hi, I want to talk about something completely different. Okay. Uh, I, I lost my husband two years ago and I sold my home and I thought, now, I'll never meet anybody else. I was with him for 50 years and I was 16 when we were married. And... I moved into this nursing home and I have made the greatest friendships. Oh, that's good. And, and it's a warm, it's a, it's a different type of friendship. Right. Somebody, think, somebody's well, taken your eye, yes? Yes. And I think, am I, should I, am I feeling guilty towards my dear husband, you know? What are your thoughts, Melissa? Right. So, so, Janet, it's been some time since your husband died. How long did you say I missed it? Two years. Two years. Okay. And so you're starting to have some feelings of guilt. Is that right? Yes, I am because he was such a wonderful husband. Right. Okay. This is this is very very hard because really, and this happens very much in relationships that it's almost like you need to get permission from your um, your husband that you have lost for you to move on. Yes. And that can be very, very difficult. And the only way that you can really create that is to try and do something in yourself. You know your husband well, of course, and I'm sure he would want the best for you. Is that right? Yes, he would. He would, yes, and he would he want would. you to be happy? Yes, but my daughters would not. Ah, okay. Okay, so how much do they know about... Uh, a little. A little. Okay. A little. Okay. So you are. I think God that I'm safely put away in a, you know, being looked after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you do have some privacy there, I imagine. Oh, they were both daddy's girls. Uh-huh. Ah. Right. Right. Okay. So. One was one of seven boys. Right, and so, so this is difficult because what you're talking about there is is the the manage management of other people. It's mm. like you've got your own experience and what you want to do and what you want to pursue in whatever way that love may look like for you. And so, I think Janet, it would be a very good idea if you do check in with what you want, because what you want is very very important. And I think trying to work through that experience that you're having about your husband and the feelings of guilt that you're having, think about him and think about what he would want for you and that he would want you to be happy. He and would. He would. He would. Isn't that lovely? I'm sure he would. And I'm, and I'm sure whatever that happy, happiness looks like is, is important. And, you know, we all know that having love in our lives does make us happy. And as for managing the... Daughters, I don't know how much contact. Do you have much I don't con- want to lose my daughters. No, of course, nah, yeah. of course you don't. And so, do you, do you have a relationship with your daughters where you can chat about things? Yes, but not that because their father is off off limits. 
Uh, okay, so there's pain there for them about losing their dad yeah. by the sounds of it. Because I had to make a decision. Oh. No, more, no more treatment. Janet. Mm. And they're, they're very, very touchy about that at yeah. the moment. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Wow, that's a tough one. That's a I tough one. Them. I love my daughters. I don't want to lose no. them. No. my grandchildren. And nor should you lose them because they are very, very important to you. So I guess I guess it's whatever that you can create within that bubble where you are in the, retire- in the retirement home where you are and be able to pursue the relationship in a way that is separate to them yeah. would be my advice because, you know, it's all about you feeling safe as well, Janet. And, and what I mean is, is safety in relationships, particularly with your daughters. They sound like they are very important to you. So I guess your, your, your work or my thoughts for you would be around with your ex-husband and knowing that he'd want you to be happy. And with the little bit of advice that I am giving you tonight, I hope it helps in terms of you finding a way to manage this. Thank you, because I want my the last few years of my life to be to be happy. And yeah. you, you deserve, deserve that. that. Yeah. Yes, you deserve we that. We all said it in unison. Yeah, you, you deserve, deserve that. that. Yeah. I do appreciate it. Oh, you're more than Good welcome, luck. Jenna. We appreciate your honesty tonight and, and that conversation. Thank you. Uh, thank you. All thank right. you. Janet, yeah. I mean, you know, feelings are there for somebody else. It's very tough, isn't it? Because she made the decision of... Stopping mm, the care for mm. the husband. The husband's passed yep. two years, you know, and, and some people think, oh, how could you ever? Mm. But things change, don't things they? Things change and decisions have to be made, you yeah. know, and we, ca- we can't be judgmental of what somebody decides. And Janet's right, she does deserve to be happy. Yeah. All right. 13, 12, 83. Maybe you're happy in a relationship or maybe you'd like some advice. Maybe you're going through a bit of rocky times right now or maybe you're one of the fellas that wants Denny to give us a few uh, tips on, on going out and chat up lines. <laughs> hey, chat up lines. Or the absence of chat or up lines. Yes. Of, yeah, yeah, that's right. How to just be yourself. That's how do right. you just be yourself? How do you be what do you do? You just, uh, you, how do you start the conversation? I, well, there? I think you need to start well before the, conf- the converse- conversation. Yeah, you yeah. have to understand that... Um, you have a right to be in that space. Um, you are worthy of that conversation. You are worthy of that interaction. You are worthy of that relationship with that person. Potentially, you know, if you don't think that, right, everything that your body is saying and everything apart from the words that yeah. you're saying when you're with there will be screaming, I shouldn't be here. And Danny, yeah. the phrases that you're saying there, you're talking about self-regulation. Mm, that's right. Being able to regulate yourself in a way that that anxiety doesn't take over because that's it can just jeopardize so much. It, it does. Yeah. It does. Mm. Um because we spoke about it a little bit yet last week about um, women making a lot of quick, I wouldn't say judgment because we assumptions, mm. mainly because, you know, is this a potential mate for me or the potential father of my children? Those real sort of core primal instincts the taking over. Up, the That's radar's right. up. The radar's up. That's right. So you take a lot of information very quickly. And mm. if that information comes back no good, right, it's going to be very easy for a woman to go eject on that conversation, which happens most of the time and a lot of the time with the guys that we first get in the first session and second session, yeah. just because it's not natural to them. Yeah. But that's what we do. The practice is there. Yeah. And then we go through it and we hold their hand and we make it happen for them. You know? No, there's a lot of fellas that I, I know you, you say to them, you know, in a blokey sort of way, you say, you've, you've punched well above your weight, mate. Mm. You've done pretty good. But you find they're very confident. That's all it is. It's confidence, isn't it? Well, that's right. That's right. A lot of people would just go, oh, he must have money or this or that. Yeah. And I think, yeah. I think there's, I think there's a very charming man in, the, in, in you know, hiding behind that sort of not so am- amazingly attractive exterior. So, yeah. um, um, 
I, I wish to be that person that people talk about. I can't, I kind of always, I kind of feel like right now I'm punching above my weight and that's great. <laughs> well done. Rosemary is calling us from uh, St. Mary's. Hi, Rosemary. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. You've got a message for our caller, Janet, earlier. I do. I have a message for Janet. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm approaching things from the other end of the scale from where Janet is. I'm a mother who lost an adult daughter who was happily married with two young sons. Um, and I've had to manage her husband moving on to a new partner. And my approach is that my daughter would want her husband to be happy no matter what. Yeah. So I've opened my arms to the son-in-law's new partner and I love her the same as she was, as if my, she was my mm. daughter-in-law. Oh, she's mm. special, Great. Rosemary. That's, That's beautiful. And I think it's very important for people to realise that everyone has the right and deserves to be happy. Oh, that's beautiful. Absolutely. Beautiful. I think it's like you can't be, but, you can't make other people happy unless you're happy yourself. That's right. That's, that's right. That's right. And you, you know, if happiness comes to you within two months of your partner passing, or within two years, you have the right to reach out and and take that happiness. Um, nobody, nobody wants anybody else to be unhappy. We have to manage our own emotions around that. That's it. Good on you, Rosemary. A great message. Thank you. Great message. And Janet and, will be oh, listening. And I hope, I hope um, Janet is. I hope Janet's happy, and I hope Janet's daughters are listening and think, well, you know what? You know, Mum deserves some happiness. She's been through, she's been through a lot. Ten out of ten, Rosemary. Mm. I think that's it. Listen, great. I'll tell you what that's I'll do. Great. I want to find Rosemary something from the prize cupboard. I'm sure we've got a nice CD or something I can send out to St Mary's to Rosemary to say thank you because I think that's, that's a great one message. of the best calls I think I've heard in a long time, Rosemary. Thank you. All right, so don't go away. We'll grab some details. how I feel. <laughs> All right, good on you. I'm glad that you, you called tonight. All right, 131283 if you'd like to be a part of the program. Denny, it's great to, to have you here, mate, each and every week. So oh, I'm loving you. it. This is great. Good. Yeah. <laughs> We're glad you think so. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, your website. Is, for, yeah. That's right. It's schoolofattraction.com.au. Schoolofattraction.com.au. And the mobile number, if I want you to come out uh, for a wink, me. No, uh, I'm going to have to find that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to actually give my mobile number out, then I thought that's probably going to cause more problems than good. Yeah, I'll have to change my sure. number. <laughs> right. Thank you very much for coming in tonight. 131283.